Welcome to the 570, a podcast that highlights the central Susquehanna River Valley, an amazing place to live, work, and play. Join Laura, Kendi, Andrew, and Vanessa as they explore all the good things happening in the 570. Whether it's an event in one of the picturesque downtowns, a visit to a winery or a brewery, a fabulous farm-to-table restaurant, or a new local business, the 570 focuses on highlighting what's happening in Northumberland, Montour, Columbia, Union, and Snyder Counties. You're always in the know with the 570. Let's see what the gang is up to this episode. Don't call it a comeback, but he's back with us again. Nick Gilson has returned to the 570. Joining us today, we have, as always, Mr. Andrew Miller, our knowledgeable neighborhood tour guide, Ms. Kendi Alvarez, aka Madam Mayor. It's me, Laura Good, the only paid talking head sitting at the table, and the one, the only, Vanessa Vinos, who always knows where the party's at. And also behind the scenes, producer Timothy, DJ 570. It's the last few days of fall, so we are talking winter. Technically not winter yet, friends. Oh, that's true. That's oh. true. Uh-huh. I looked outside. I thought it was. Yeah. The 21st. <laughs> well, I mean, it's dreary, the 21st. but it's yeah. actually, yeah, no, it's kind of fall weather currently. It is. So but winter not solstice, soon. Winter solstice, December 21st, yep. begins the winter season, and that's fantastic for those of us who ski and snowboard. <laughs> yes. Nick Gilson, how's it going? <laughs> There's a segue. Yeah, thanks for having me back on the show. Great to be back. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm. I guess the. I out of the gate, we should probably address the elephant in the room. Yes, backtrack a little bit. And I hate to bring it up, but Gilson no, Snow experienced part of our story. Yeah. Quite a tragic event recently. Yeah, it was pretty shocking. Um, but you know what I'll say is that uh, everyone's okay. Most importantly, thank that's God. The very fir- yeah, I know that's the very first thing we were um, thinking and, and worrying about, and it happened in the middle of the night. No one was hurt, um, and you know we just had such an extraordinary outpouring of support from this community. It's been just breathtaking. Uh, you know, also I'd, I need to mention just the, the firefighters, the men and women who showed up to fight that fire over the night, uh, just an extraordinary debt of gratitude to those individuals and to all firefighters across the country, both fighting structure fires and wildfires. I mean, it's something that we've cared about for a long time. We've worked with a number of different fire departments and the you know, Wildlands Fire um, Association, and, uh, and we've always had a deep respect for these men and women, but uh, man, did it hit close to home. God love you. So... Walk us, I mean, gosh, the last time you were on, you know, you're talking about Gilson and all excited and, and everything. I mean, not that we're no longer excited, but then all of a sudden this happened. So walk us back to getting the phone call and I, I guess the first 24 hours from the minute you got the phone call and what the impact was on you, your team. Um, and then from that point, like, how do you regroup after that kind of surreal reality slaps you in the face? I mean, it was destroyed, like yeah, literally. And loss. then how fast did you regroup and pick up the pieces and move forward? And what, what did that feel like? And how does it look? Yeah, good question. So, yeah, I'll tell you guys everything, full transparency. You know, there's stuff that we know and there's stuff that we don't know uh, just in terms of the cause. But we'll share everything that um, all the information we have, we'll share with you guys on the 570 today. Hey, you know, the, uh, exclusive. The, <laughs> the, the, so the way that this happened was it was about um, 1150-something, 1157 on Thursday night on November, I believe it was the 18th and then into, yeah, the, right, right then. So that Thursday night, got a notification that there was smoke 
broke in our edges room, which is where we put the edging onto our snowboards and skis. We then got a notification shortly after that the smoke had dissipated, followed by a notification that the smoke was back, and then the piece of equipment ceased to exist. Uh, I called Austin, or I texted Austin and John immediately. I said, did you get this notification as well? Um, What's up? Anything to be concerned about? Austin writes me back a text that just says, this is now midnight, short five minutes after midnight. Um, and so you know, I was wondering if Austin would even be awake. And he writes back saying, yeah, not good. And so I picked up the phone and called him immediately. He was fully out of breath and a full sprint, had come down from his house and was at the facility, um, I believe even before uh, the, the, the emergency responders were there, and was looking at a fire that had grown to be just massive. Uh. And he says to me on the phone, he goes, Nick, I don't, I don't think we're going to have a shop in the morning, man. I think it's going to burn to the ground. Oh, my God. And at that stage, of fi- the fire chief had arrived and was starting to talk to Austin. So he said he needed to go and, um, and hung up the phone. So uh, my wife, uh, Devika, and I got in the car immediately and um, zipped over to the facility shortly after midnight. We were there by, <clears throat> let's see, probably... 12.20, 12.30, something like that. And already by this point, the fire had grown to just a massive level. Uh, you know, we obviously run a wood shop as part of our production process. Yeah. And we're, you know, it's, it's been very careful. <laughs> Even a month before, we had done a walkthrough with the fire department to, you know, check all of our okay. equipment, but also make sure that folks knew the layout of the facility. If they were ever going to have to respond to an emergency, it's really helpful if you know the layout wow. and just have walked through it beforehand. Wow. Um, so we've done that. We've done that a couple of times, but most recently, just a month before uh, the fire. And so anyway, you know, I get there, I, I pull up to the New Berlin Bridge and all the way that far out you know when there was just the all the flashing lights are just sort of on the a little bit further back on the horizon there were people there blocking traffic so the whole new berlin highway was shut down that night um and they weren't letting people through and so you know i i mentioned that um that I was one of the owners of the business, and and they gave me cautionary words for you know how to navigate through and park and where to where to put the car behind the fire trucks. Uh, was, I think it was six stations responded. Six fire stations responded to this. I mean, it was a collaborative effort. Our entire community came together for this, wow. both to fight the fire and then in the response afterwards. Um, you know, so I actually didn't get a phone call. No one called me to tell me that this was happening. I happened to get the notification and called Austin. You know, what's fascinating is I don't think anybody on our team called anybody. I don't think anybody wanted um, – everyone was like, tomorrow's going to be a big day. People should get a good night's sleep because it's going to be a big day tomorrow. Yeah. But what was amazing is that um, is that you're standing up on this hill watching the shop burn down is, you know, first one person then two people then five people then 10 people i mean word just started to get around and no one was allowed onto the property from the community so um the only people that were getting through were were the people who work at the business and people were showing up and saying this is my place of work and um and the firefighters and the security were letting people through and so you know a, a large majority of the team assembled on top of this hill and watched the facility burn down together and watched just the most extraordinary firefighters on ladder trucks, oxygen masks, tanks on their back, charge into a facility with a collapsing roof and, um, and you know, to put out this fire. And this one firefighter emerged from the inferno uh, carrying prototype one. And literally earlier that day, we had been with 
it was one of just the busiest days for tours. I probably gave like five or six tours the day the day of the fire, um, including with WNEP News. Yeah. And I had pulled down the original prototype, prototype one that I had built when I was a 14-year-old kid. And, you know, the arguably the first ideas for three-dimensional designs that we later turned into the company um, and our first product lines. And this firefighter emerges from the inferno, you know, coming out of a burning building with a collapsing roof, carrying this bright red prototype one with a charred half of it charred and the other half preserved and i had taken it off the wall and i had set it down and when i went to put it back up on the wall the day of the fire i mean this thing's been up there for the better part of a decade and the day of the fire i went to put it back up and the pin was loose and so um the board looked wobbly i said to jamie and our shipping base i don't want this to fall on anyone please don't put this back up until we fix that pin and so the board the original prototype was set down about seven or eight feet lower than all of the other boards that were up on that wall. And the rest of those boards were, you know, they've been vaporized. They've turned into nothing. And so, you know, this firefighter emerges from the inferno carrying prototype number one and walks up the hill to give it to our team, clearly understanding the symbolic significance to us. And, uh, man, I'm pretty powerful moment. Oh my God. I'm emotional. I'm like, I know. So at, at that moment, the entire team is together watching everything you've been working on literally disappear in front of your eyes into flame. Yeah. I can't even imagine what emotions went and how profound to be together for that moment of change. Yeah. I, I, what went through, I, I can't imagine it. I, what went through my head is in that moment, I was, I was walking around the building and I was worried about the... Um, the smoke inhalation and the people that were there. And I was concerned about, I knew our team was safe, but I was deeply worried and concerned for the firefighters who were charging into this building and what they were up against in there. Um, Maverick, who is an awesome member of our team uh, and also a firefighter, came back to work that day. And so he had been in the facility all day building boards and skis, came back to work that night at midnight and um, charged into the building. Obviously, you know, he was leading the crowd, knowing where everything was. Um, he came out and he said, Nick, uh, I would have clocked in, but the keyboards melted off the table. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, this is really emotional I, for me. I can't even imagine. So a can't member of your team, though, you just mentioned, Matt Is part of a volunteer firefighter. And that, that's something so yeah. profound that I think people really need to latch on to. And not to make this a, a PSA, but the, I'd say 95% of all individuals who are part of emergency service personnel, particularly fire companies in this area, are volunteer. Mm-hmm. Yes, And yes, there is yes. a critical understaffing of yes. those volunteer fire departments right now. Everyone who is in any type of emergency service, they are overworked, underpaid, understaffed, not paid at all. Mm-hmm. There's a lack of resources. And then just to think of... We You're, did not observe a lack of resources or teamwork that great. night. Oh, my God. Because people came out in I think, droves. Honestly, that it was yeah. just wild. to our yeah. community and how strong the fire fighting and the fire individual, like those members. That community. Extraordinary. Like the commitment. They, yeah, the commitment. But, and it's, it's, it's one of the areas of like intergovernmental, you know, intercommunity response. It is. That yeah. is unparalleled in any other fashion the way that they all come together the way that they communicate um and the way that they are able to navigate when something like this happens and it's not the first one in our community you know we think back to what happened at um 
play world. And, you know, like it, it's the same kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like it's, it's not that these things don't happen, but when they do the kind of community response, it like touching back to our previous podcast, we talked about, you know, summer snow day and community. And that's just it in rural communities like this, when you rely on volunteers for such an integral part of, you know, a community resource, mm-hmm. when they come out, they come out in full force. Oh, for sure. It really, too, you said something else that really mm. struck me. I, I personally am going to go home and check my um, smoke detectors yep. in my home coming into winter. That's something yeah, that yeah. you just said. You had an inspection. You literally walked through at your... Oh, the smoke detectors were yeah, going Yeah, everything. Like you had an inspection. Said, Accidents yeah. happen, but just anybody listening, right? Mm-hmm. Go home, check And nothing's check. foolproof, right? No, yeah. no, right, absolutely right. not. Be, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's actually address that quick. So we, yeah. we actually... One, one question we've been getting asked, of sure. course, and you know, some people hesitate to ask, uh, but they obviously want to know the answer, and, and we're certainly happy to share anything. You know, the reality is we, we don't know what caused the fire um, to this yeah. day. Day. the the fire the chief of fire police has been through uh, with a full investigation the insurance companies of course been through with a full investigation um, and they, we, we can identify where the fire started in the facility okay. roughly okay. Uh, but there's no evidence of arcing or plasma um, but you know I think a lot of that evidence could have been destroyed in the actual fire it was so hot. yeah it was yeah, so, so unbelievably hot. hot we had um, we had an R d project in the works that wasn't plugged in so we, we know it wasn't the the source of the fire but it involved um, a number of, of bulbs that w- that are capable of withstanding, they're capable of producing 600 degrees Fahrenheit heat, and so they're capable of withstanding well above that. And those bulbs had all shattered, so it tells you that the temperature wow. in that room was you know, almost ex- yeah. certainly well into you know well over a thousand degrees. A pretty hot fire. Wow. wow. So then, what was the next day like for you and your team? After yeah, so it's gone. so it's we out. The we left. Out now. The, you know, the firefighters um, worked all night because these fires can reignite, especially in a manufacturing facility where yeah. there's plenty of wood and sawdust and pockets of material. So so what's what's amazing? They actually brought a full excavator out, and they were going to knock the building down that night so that they could from the, you know the ladder trucks that above. No, they were going to do it to, in, in an effort to put out the fire. Okay. Oh, almost knock, like to okay. smother it. So yeah, well, basically, it's hard yeah. to like get to all of the hot spots in the fire when the building you know the roof had collapsed but walls were still up and interior walls were still were still up okay. and charred and so there are these areas where there's you know what they call hot spots um, yeah. was the term yeah. I learned that night and uh, and in order to access all those hot spots and douse them it can be uh, you know one of the most effective ways to do that is actually to level the building while the fire okay. is still going and you know obviously we were hopeful that they weren't going to do that um, partially because you know Look, there's gonna there's just pieces of this that we're gonna want to save, and yeah, you know whether yeah. it's for the Something for the wall and the new facility, or um, Try or perhaps through, a, yeah. yeah, you know, it turns out we actually <laughs> we um, this is getting a little bit further down the line. I'll circle back here in a second, but uh, our team, our, I was just so shocked and impressed. Not not even shocked. I wasn't even surprised. It's just it's exactly the character of the folks on our team. But I was floored, and I was sort of take, took my breath away. I walked um, to that facility the next day, and uh, and and they had brought a tractor generator from a local farm down, parked it in front of the facility that was still smoldering, and they had pulled about fifty customers' orders out of the finishing room, which is a cinder block uh, room, and obvi- obviously no power on the facility, no water, no electricity, you know, no no internet, no nothing, right? But they had the the, the cinder block finishing room. 
um, is it was the furthest away from the center of the fire and also cement. And so there was about 50 units that were, that were going out to customers within the next 24 hours, uh, before the fire. And they were able to pull those out of the facility. They lugged some of the pieces of equipment out into the driveway. And there are these extraordinary photos and videos of our team in the immediate aftermath of the fire running a tractor generator to power base tuners, sanders, and waxers, and running a packaging line literally in the driveway with the burning, smoldering building behind them to uh-huh. deliver the customer orders that day. Wow. I mean, just... Oh, my God. Chills. Back to yeah. business. Yeah. Almost. You think I told mindset. anyone to do that? No. Oh, my God. I didn't tell anyone what an to amazing do that. Group. I mean, what a yeah, dedicated, yeah. amazing group crazy. of people. crazy. And so, you know, while the fire reignited the next morning and while the firefighters oh. were, were putting out the, the reignition and the fire with the ladder truck, um, and, you know, a team had stayed there overnight to, to keep fighting any reignition. Even before that reignition was out, our, our team was up in the top house and, um, you know, the big, strong, tough folks, some, you know, of the guys, you know, some, some big burly beards too. And it's sort of powerful moment to see tears rolling down their faces as they talked in, about their place of work and looked at a place they'd poured the last several years of their lives into. Uh, but it's one of those moments that force you to take a step back and take stock of what we've built and truly understand how many people right here in the Susquehanna River Valley, here in Pennsylvania, here in the United States of America, and truly around the world, how many people care about the work that our team has been doing. And um, I mean, what an energizing and motivating. Do you feel event. redefined? Uh, I will tell you that I, I went out to Tahoe last week to meet with one of our partners who's going to be an integral part of the, the next steps in the future here at Gilson Snow, um, an unbelievable athlete, rider, and snowboard instructor spreading positivity like no other. His account is getting bigger than anybody else's in snow sports, and he's doing it by putting good vibes and good energy out into the into the universe which i love um you know hate spreads way too fast on social media yeah. so seeing someone yeah. be successful with, with with positivity at the root of it is just phenomenal um but i will tell you out there at tahoe walking around that community and talking to people that we know and meeting people that we don't i was wearing the gilson sweatshirt and my jacket and i have never been more proud to be rocking our brand wow well, there, <clears throat> there you go. Moment. I know. <laughs> yeah. Andrew. Wow. Oh, and so, yes, the whiteboards, you know, yeah. they, came out, they came out that morning. So the fire was still smoldering. We put on the whiteboard um, what our next steps lo- will look like. And we sat there and the community had brought us a significant amount of coffee and bagels. I was joking with our team, but I think you can measure the outpouring of community support by the number of bagels. Um, so that was better than Bagel Tuesday? You know, it was it was a hard Bagel Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it was a hard big Friday, but we, we brought the whiteboard out into that room and with members of our community there who had come to, you know, make sure that we were okay. Right. I mean, checking in on everything from mental health to insurance to like, what the hell are we going to do next? Um, and, uh, you know, we, we sat there and we put up, okay, you know, here are the next steps. Here's the future. And, you know, so by eight thirty that morning and we hadn't gotten home until four thirty, we already had our 10 next steps up on the whiteboard and we're back to work. Never a doubt in your mind that, that it wouldn't go that way. Never. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so people thought I was crazy. People thought I was in shock, um, including my wife. <laughs> she, said, <laughs> uh, she said that, you know, give, give, give them, you know, they like, give, give them three days. Like, this is nuts. Like no one can be this optimistic, this grateful in this situation. And, um, and I think that they truly thought I was in a state of shock. And in that moment I said, I'm not in shock. I am deeply grateful and I am, 
incredibly excited for the future because everyone is okay. Everyone's yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah. You cannot burn the brand. You cannot burn the mission. You cannot burn what we are here to do. And you cannot burn the future of what we're up against. So, oh my God, this right? is going to be like that's a, a, like a life. <clears throat> honestly, though, that is a life I mean, lesson, major life lesson. to any entrepreneur or even just an individual listening. Like you can't. And not to belittle things that you lost because you lost an incredible amount of stuff, but it's just stuff. We built a lot of those machines and we didn't have two pennies to rub together too, exactly. right? So there are machines in there that were recycled steel that, you know, our press, our original press was made out of steel that looked like it had been pulled from a highway overpass that had been dinged, you know, several times, right? It took forever to get it flat. And, you know, when we look at these next steps, right, we're going to, you know, when, when you're running a factory, you're sort of always on a treadmill, and, um, and and it sort of becomes this, I don't know, it's like the cosmic microwave background, right? It's like it's yeah. always there, whether or not you know it or not. It's like always, it's always running, and you always need to be making sure that the engine has what it needs to run and that it's producing something that's valuable. And so when you talk about the future, you're doing calculus and strategy while you're on the treadmill. And so it's very rare that you get to take a chance to step off the treadmill off. Do the math, the calculus. And you know, so I've been telling our team, right? Usually when you play chess, you only get to move one piece per move. We get to move the whole damn board right now. Yeah. You're wow, literally that, pushing that, reset. What you a are pushing reset that's, on Gilson. That is, that's what it is. It's 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 a that's so it's a reset. It's like a reset reboot, like yeah. two point Let's go. The brutal part, right? And this is I also told our team, I said, look, everybody in this room has an awful lot to be excited about in the long term. In the medium term, we're going to be okay and better than okay. In the short term, there are some brutal realities to this, yeah, right? Because there's an element of if if we were a business that was further along and had significant cash reserves and could just you know literally dedicate people number one, right? And so sure. and and that's absolutely how we look at this. And so you know we're we're responding to this with limited resources, an extraordinary amount of community and business support. Um, but you know everybody in that room understands that look the oxygen mass needs to go onto the business right now so yeah. that we can we can we can restore and 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 bring everybody back to full employment for the future and you know those those realities were are, are really hard but knowing that our team um was this committed even in the face of having you know the rapid response team from the Pennsylvania Commonwealth come in and have to help us with unemployment filings and you know all the yeah. really hard hard stuff about this um the team there, you know, locked arms, tears on people's faces saying, you know, we're committed. We'll volunteer through this. Like, we'll do whatever the you know, whatever it takes. And we know that the second the business is back up and running, it's going to be bigger and stronger and we'll be back to work. And, you know, we, we thank you guys so much for the way in which you're taking care of all of our people in the interim. Um, but don't think for a second that through this, our commitment wavers which was just an extraordinary thing to hear from people on one of the hardest days of our lives. Yeah. It, it's extraordinary in what you've done, though. In, in listening to you, my guess is that there was no other alternative or choice for it. It simply was, I can't change this. We need to move forward. But what you, what you all ended up doing was you were there at the edge of the cliff. And as you're stepping off, you commanded the ground to meet your feet. And it did. And that's... Yeah. yeah, you weren't lost. Oh, you yeah. ended up finding something the, yeah. really important. No question. You know, there's certainly um, 
no shame in this, right? Like I told our team, unemployment is one of the insurance policies, essentially, that we've paid into. Absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Everybody That's on the shop floor, very right? smart. Yes. And uh, and and you know, I think that look, you know, on, in that first day, people thought that I was a little bit insane for being optimistic about the future, or at least not wallowing or being as devastated as some thought that I would. People were checking in on my m- mental health quite a bit for the next several days, of course, which is great. Yeah. Which is it smart. is great, yeah. And I, you know, I, I kept telling folks like, you know. Check in on the whole team, but we're we're going to be really okay, and we very much have uh, a, a future that we're deeply excited about and passionate about. So, you know, we're we're going to get through this. Um, there's no wallowing over here. Uh, this is you know, life is full of highs and life is full of lows. It's a high amplitude game that we're playing. But I can tell you what we we feel the blood pumping. We definitely know we're alive. And with that, we should say, so what's next? Good question. So yeah, excite so, us. So now, yeah. now yeah, go <laughs> You know what? Right. What so, do you want make us everyone? To know. Yeah. So so uh, you know now with the benefit of you know, really coming up on 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 two weeks of work since that that fire, we've been able to put together some really important puzzle pieces for this next chapter. Um, and what I'll say is that uh, I had, you know I had assumed even on that Friday morning that this was going to be a galvanizing moment for our team and community. And now you know a couple weeks out, I can say that it certainly has been. We have been contacted and reached out to by everyone from state senators that go to D.C. to childhood friends to other businesses in the community who have offered their space, who have offered resources, who have offered to help um, employ our people in the interim and then send them mm. back once our doors are back open. I mean, to come. Oh, that's well, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, come, that's yeah. great. It's really well to help to wow. come help um, clean up. You know, a lot of people have offered to roll up their sleeves. I mean, it's been just extraordinary. And so, you know, I think that Look, we, we've cared an awful lot about this community and an awful lot about the work that we're doing here for a long time. And we've been putting goodwill out into the, you know, into this space little bit by little bit over the years. And, um, you know, it's come back in droves. And, you know, I, I've often said that a culture is a nice to have thing when like a good culture is a nice to have thing in a company and in a community when times are really good. Um, but when people are making money, they're there for the money, right? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's not always the case, right? right? But, a, but a culture, when things hit the fan, you know, that's when it really matters. And so you get a good test of the culture of an organization and your presence in a community um, when things go really south. And, uh, and, and, and there's, you know, a disaster event. And, um, and so we got to take stock of that. And so, you know, what, what, we've, what we've seen is that the people in this community, the economic developers, the, the the resources that you know, everyone in the state jokes like the alphabet soup of you know acronyms, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's we're, we're seeing the power of it right now. Um, you know, we, we've got we believe we'll have significant state support. Uh, we've we've had communications with the Department of Community Economic Development, with the legislative branch, with CEDACOG, with the Innovative Manufacturers Center, with SBDC. Um, you know. It's just with, with the Visitors Bureau, right? I mean, it's been it's just been wild to see how uh, people are coming together and making available these resources um, to help rebuild for this next chapter. Uh, even the Department of Agriculture, because we ship locally grown, sustainably harvested Pennsylvania poplar to you know forty plus countries around the world, is involved here. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, and so between that and wow. between our partners and. Um, I think I think I think it's safe to say at this point that we are we know that we are deeply committed to this region. I think it's safe to say at this point that 
we have a very clear path and see the path forward right here at home. And so being committed is one thing and that we are without a doubt. Um, knowing how we're going to do it and pull it together is coming into very clear focus now. Um, I can tell you that we have a lot to look forward to this coming season. We have over a thousand units in inventory that we're shipping out every day that survived the fire and yes, different structure. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and summer snow day this coming summer is going to be off the chain. There we go. We love a party. I'm tingling. I'm tingling. <laughs> um, I I'm already placing extra clothes, sleeping bag, and like whatever in my vehicle. There'll be nowhere. Like okay, we joked about camping last year. I think it's, it's no. It's, now it's, it's, it's like happen. now it's gonna happen. People not want to leave. Get those yurts there's ready. Gonna, yeah. yeah, there's gonna yeah. be no driving anywhere. Yeah. And then I'm already sick that Monday. Like yeah. I can feel it. It's just, <laughs> sorry, ha, ha, I can't. I'm sick. Yeah. And the Susquehanna River Valley will always be proud and blessed. With Gilson being calling this place home. Thank you. That means more to us now than it ever has, and it and it's always meant a lot. So, thank you. It's awesome that of all the organizations and acronyms you just mentioned that exist for exactly something like this uh-huh. all came together. You hear about them, you know, you might read about them in the paper, but to know that they all came around for you to do exactly what they're supposed to do in circumstances like this and you know, are just wrapping you guys up in possibility and hope and future and support and putting money where their mouth is and people and feet on the grounds and just a shoulder or a hand um, is is amazing. That's not surprising, though, because that's this area. Yeah. Yeah. That's this five-county area. Absolutely. That's the 570. It is. Honestly, some of the most generous people I think you can find anywhere live here where we live. People who will legitimately give you the shirt off of their back, even if they don't have another shirt, and be like, "Well, you know what? I'm not cold right now, but you're cold. So, right, like, right. here you go." Yeah. That it's just—it is no surprise that so many people reached out post tragedy, and that goes for a business, an individual, a family. This area just—we live in an extraordinary place. I cannot say that no enough. Question. Well, I've always felt that when people follow their passion effortlessly yet relentlessly that success follows because I think once your heart, your mind and your soul is into it, that that driving force takes you where you need to go. And for those that are like-minded, you will find them and they will find you. Um, And I think that hope is contagious. Yes. You know, um, this is, this story of yours is on so many different, there's so many different messages on so many different levels um, that we should all just take to heart and be proud of. And then I also want to mention total props to Vanessa, right? Because immediately after this, there was the rally. When did that conversation start to have the rally? That was the first physical time the community could get together with Gilson team to support and show their love. I mean, truly that conversation started the morning uh, of the fire. I woke up to 16 missed calls, 40 some missed text messages. You know, I, I was just, I didn't know where to start. First person I called back was WNEP because they were at the facility the day before. And Nikki Cries was like, what What just happened? We were just there, you know? Um, Second person that I called back was, um, you know, Guy McCarty reached out from Rusty Rail. And uh, he said, you know, we are just, you know, anything you guys need, if you want us to bring anything over, if you want to come out here to support, you know, just give me a call and we'll figure it out. Um, And so forth. So uh, 
that morning I went to the shop. I got to see everybody um, up at the top house. They had their whiteboard out. I saw they had all wiped their tears. I was the third or fourth person to bring bagels. Um, <laughs> and I could see and feel the hope in the room where I knew it was appropriate at the next step. We, we then all got together at our iron front office. And I looked at Nick and Andrew and I just said, we need to have a rally. Like I'm looking at the comments on Facebook and I know many of the people are from the area, people from all over the world. And, and I'm like, we need hugs. We need, we need hugs and they need hugs and we need to get together. And I, I have a venue. Um, so it was that Friday. Um, and the next week was Thanksgiving. So, um, we worked alongside of Rusty Rail. Sire Advertising produced a sign for us. Um, we worked with three bands. Um, you know, Van Wagner was there. It was incredible. So in three days, the whole community came together to pull together an event, um, of over 500 people. People at Rusty Rail and the uh, uh, next arms were just open the whole the whole time, <laughs> like just hugs after hugs after hugs. We had a pop up shop, um, and and it was just everyone's buying merchandise, snowboard skis, and tipping our bartenders. You know, because we had guest bartenders there. Nick's wife Devika, she did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, just shout out to everybody that came out to the rally. Um, yeah, it was it was a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that really was just awesome is that there was nothing somber about it. You know, I know that, that we, we work to set that tone. We're like, we're, this, we're not getting together here to, to weep and wail, right? This is no, it's uh, a party. It's this a party. Is, this yeah. is a party. This is, yeah. this is saying goodbye to the OG shop. Yeah, which is yeah. Now I think the OG original Gilson facility. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah, there it's go. a t-shirt idea at least. Yeah. Uh, I'll take one. I'll take one too. But, you know, saying goodbye to a place that we've got a lot of memories and poured 10 years of our lives into, but it was really about um, ushering in the next chapter and making sure that um, we're doing it together as a community. So, Vanessa, huge props to you for planning what turned out to be such an awesome event with Rusty Rail. And a huge thank you to Rusty Rail for everything that they've done already and for the yeah. unbelievably cool beer that we're about to yeah we're, we're about to make a collaboration beer with rusty rail so yeah. so the rally like that was just the pregame you guys that was the yeah. pregame like now we're, we're so yeah we're literally the team of gilson not yet but i mean if you have ideas please uh you know, Do you know what it's gonna taste like? um i think it's going to be one of those perfect crisp sessional beers that you want to have after a few runs down the mountain Oh, right. I mean, there we go. Yeah, there we go. It's not just a beer; it's an experience. It's an experience. Um, it's sessionable. Yeah. What? Yeah. There we go. You hang out with brewers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is sessionable. Do you have a timeline for when you'd like to have the next phase completed or up and running? Yeah, or? great question. You know, we're we're we are moving as fast as we absolutely can. Velocity is such an important piece of this because. Again, at the top of our list, we're deeply committed to our people. And the sooner that we have a facility turned back on and that we're producing for our people around the country and around the world who you know we're building for, then the people on our team are back to work and we're starting to build towards the future instead of focused on you know, just the immediate recovery. So it's all about velocity. Uh, my belief and target for our team is to be back and fully operational by July. Wow. He says with confidence. I love that. And we will and you know, what we need to do to help make that happen for you. Love you all. Thank you. Oh, God. I mean, karma. This is where karma isn't a bitch. This is where karma is a blessing because of all the stuff that you and your Gilson team put out. Um, I think the, th- the huge thing about the rally is sometimes the hardest thing to do is ask for help. But for people who want to offer it, it is very, it's so good for them to provide that help. Yeah. 
Well, mm-hmm. it's also that you don't block your blessing. Like you in your time Absolutely. of need, don't don't prohibit somebody else from blessing you because they like they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Right. But that they also understand that like there's this karmic balance and that like givers get. Um, and by you know being generous and being you know and having that that there's there's something else and I think that you know you experience that firsthand and all that you guys have given to this community that the community gives back. Yeah, Thank you. without thinking twice. Yep. Without so thinking. much. What was the um, response from the international community? Because I think a lot of people forget. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we're people from you know, like Australia. Like, oh my god. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is when producer Timothy's like. Time, time. Uh, I didn't, did you say time before I started? Oh, yeah. Oh, 20 minutes ago. Oh, 20 minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll talk about that. I can yeah. try to be like, so we're so excited for 2023. Thank you for joining. I didn't think. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was so like, people all over the world have been reaching out, and, and one of That's the most shocking and inspiring reach outs we've been getting are from other ski and snowboard companies who are publicly commenting and writing to us personally saying that. Uh, we know you guys are going to build back bigger and stronger. We're thankful that you're a part of this industry. And if there's anything we can do to help in the interim, which is just like, that's crazy. so much good. It's so unbelievable. I'm so, yeah. I'm so proud to be a part of this industry and so deeply grateful for the other incredible creators here and for the support that we're showing each other and for the support that they're showing us. And, um, yeah, we have a lot to look forward to in this wow. next chapter together. Watch wow. out. Yeah, you ain't seen nothing yet. I can tell you. Uh, I mean, I was. Already, I thought I was working hard before. <laughs> I think that's true for everyone on our team. So, you know, I think uh, the level of productivity and efficiency is going to be through the roof. Lots to look forward to. Well, awesome. if you hit your July goal, make you're sure you have if a big vacation. Andrew, planted. shame on you. When <laughs> when you hit, hit that July when, goal. when you hit your shame, July goal in Andrew. June. When. There we go. Make when. sure you have a big vacation for you and your wife later in the year. When you know, we hit the July goal, we're gonna party our asses off at Summer go. Snow Day. Yeah. That's what we're right, going to do. Really yes. July, August. So there you go. When you hit the July goal, party Summer Snow Day in August. So there you go. Wait and see. Twenty twenty three. There it is. Thank you to you guys. Thank you to this entire community and everyone who's tuning in. Thank you for following along this story and for all of your support. It really does mean the world to me and our entire team. Thank you for sharing your story. My God, I didn't bring no, lots. Yeah, yeah. You, that you. was so moving and lots of lessons learned. A lot, amazing, amazing. Thank you.